initially um, a, a lot of my research in the last few years has been putting out uh, acoustic instruments to record whale sounds and other things that are out in the mm -hmm. ocean making sound um, like ships and um, the various noise sources uh, and, and then looking at um, sort of how whales are using different areas through their sounds. Um, noise is a big focus for mm -hmm. three species in particular, so the southern resident killer whale out in the Pacific region for St. Lawrence beluga uh, up in the St. Lawrence estuary, and then North Atlantic right whales here around the Maritimes and up into the Gulf and other areas that they occur. Um, I myself have uh, acoustic instruments deployed in several locations off of Nova Scotia. There are other DFO research scientists who have had um, acoustic recording devices deployed up in the Gulf of St. Lawrence mm -hmm. um, or off of Newfoundland and Labrador. And then there are other organizations who have had acoustic instruments deployed um, throughout Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, Labrador. Uh, up in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Mm -hmm. so a lot of people are out there collecting acoustic data, uh, and it's it's been really interesting because it's allowed us to look at sort of when whales are present over longer periods of time. So mm -hmm. For an example, my instruments, um, they're recording for a year at a time. Um, so when we get them back, uh, so I have to go out and retrieve them and download the data, and then I can analyze that data and see, well, when did we actually hear a particular species like a North Atlantic right whale. Um, so that allows us, um, it, it's one tool that we can use to see when whales are definitely present within an area over longer periods of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are learning much more about sort of um, where we're hearing North Atlantic right whales mm -hmm. for a very broad area over longer time scales. Uh, so a lot of the field studies, they're of course focused during the summer months uh, when it's much more pleasant to be out there right. and, and logistically feasible mm -hmm. to be out there. Um, but what the acoustic recordings are revealing is that, um, you know, right whales, they're, they're at le there's at least some individuals present in areas off of Nova Scotia and off of Eastern Canada um, you know, beyond October, you know, into November, even December. Um, so, you know, acoustics offers this great tool for us to learn about what the whales are doing when we sure. can't actually be out there. Um, so I think that uh, that the right whales, um, the, the acoustics are, are helping us learn more about their seasonal occurrence. Mm -hmm. Definitely in some of the recordings that have been made mm -hmm. um, off of Nova Scotia, we're hearing them um, a little bit later into the fall. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that case is also true for some of the recordings um, that have been made up in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Okay. So most of the whale species that use our waters, mm -hmm. um, you can actually identify to the species by the type of calls that you're hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we cannot identify to an individual, so that's another question that's quite right, commonly asked. Right. Um, so I, I'm, you know, the whales can probably do it, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how they're doing it, and I don't have enough information uh -huh, to figure out uh -huh. how they're doing that, but I, okay. we can definitely identify to a species. So uh, a right whale sounds different than a humpback whale, which sounds different than a fin whale. One of the issues is in previous years, um, we actually haven't spent a lot of time looking for right whales up in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so there, anecdotally, uh, we know that right whales have been at least occasionally seen up in the Gulf of St. Lawrence for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. um, in recent years, um, we have a lot more reports of North Atlantic right whales up in the Gulf of St. Lawrence, um, but we also have spent a lot more time out there looking for them. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, part of the reason we're seeing more is because we're out there looking more, but... Um, we're still, we're still trying to figure out, you know, if there has been a change in the distribution, how much of a change has actually occurred? Because it's, it's not as straightforward um, when you start to account for all the effort that's gone in there. Okay. Um, but we do have, um, this year has been, so I think one of our, our biggest knowledge gaps is, um, where all of the right whales are going. So um, even when a lot of animals were going to the Bay of Fundy consistently year after year, there was always a portion of the population that we didn't know where it was going. Um, and there's always, yeah, there's always been some individuals they've never showed up in the Bay of Fundy. So uh, I think one of the most important things right now is for us to gain a better understanding of all the habitats that the right whales are using um, not just the Bay of Fundy and not just Roseway Basin, which is their um, identified critical habitats up here in Canadian waters. Mm -hmm. uh, they're obviously using other areas, and I think um, doing research that allows us to understand better what are the other areas right whales are using, when do they go there, how long do they stay there, what are their movement patterns, Outside of areas we already know they use, I think that's one of the important knowledge gaps that we really need to concentrate on and start to fill. And um, that's one of the knowledge gaps, um, the acoustic monitoring studies that myself, as well as uh, many other collaborators, are sort of targeting up here off eastern Canada.